External Affairs Minister S. Jay Shankar's 10-day visit to the United States included an intense week in Washington, marked by many official meetings and areas of agreement. But the U.S.'s decision to offer Pakistan a maintenance package for fighter aircraft became a flashpoint. Why is the F-16 such a thorn in the side of India-U.S. relations? Hello and welcome to Worldview at the Hindu with me, Sohasini Heather. This is episode 81 and we're going to look closely at that F-16 deal and what it has meant in the past in particular. So in Washington, when he was there for a four-day visit this week, Mr. Jay Shankar had a series of meetings and discussions and he met with a wide range of leaders, including U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, with whom he discussed, of course, bilateral defense ties. He uh, spoke about cooperation in support of India's contributions as a regional security provider. This was important for South Asia. He spoke about the launch of a new defense dialogue later this year, where there will be cooperation on space, on cyber issues, on artificial intelligence and other technology areas. But then he also met with the U.S. Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, where they discussed a number of trade issues and he spoke with business chambers in Washington, most notably the U.S. IBC and the U.S. ISPF. And there he discussed trade cooperations, increasing investments, India's participation in the Indo-Pacific Economic Forum, as well as its recent decision to stay out of trade talks, building resilient supply chains, high-tech partnerships, and also the semiconductor industry, something very important for India's future. Uh, next were his meetings with U.S. NSA, Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, and he spoke there about the Indo-Pacific, the uh, cooperation in the Quad, South Asia, as well as the Gulf region and what was happening there. In addition, they discussed food and energy security issues that arise from the Russian war in Ukraine. Uh, obviously, some points of differences over there, over the Indian and U.S. perception of that war in Ukraine, but much closer perhaps than had been expected before. And finally, with the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, who we met once for dinner and then the next day for formal talks, Mr. Jaishankar and he discussed all of those above aspects to the relationship. In addition, they discussed cooperation at the United Nations, the Security Council, in particular the G20 that's coming up where India will host it next year, the Quad, uh, as well as other multilateral forums. Another big issue was visa issues for Indians, the massive backlog that has come for visa appointments since the COVID pandemic. Around 833 days is the average wait, more than two years is the average wait for applicants at this moment. And the U.S. has said it's going to try and speed that up and a wide range of cooperation between both countries. But one issue, and here's our issue today, one issue where differences came to the fore was the U.S. decision in early September to provide Pakistan with an FMS, a foreign military sale of a maintenance package for F-16 fighter jets that has al have already been sold to Pakistan in the past. So it's a $450 million deal, not such a big deal. But the MEA has conveyed some uh, protests. Some of them were made quietly to the State Department. Remember, State Department official Donald Hu was in Delhi when the announcement was made. Later, Defense Minister Rajnath Singh raised the issue in a phone call with General Lloyd Austin. But then we heard from Mr. Jai Shankar there in Washington, and he really lashed out while speaking to the Indian diaspora. Listen in. It is really for the United States today to reflect whether this is, you know, what are the merits of this. 
what do they get such? For someone to say, I'm doing this because it is for counter terrorism. When you are talking of an aircraft that capability of people, everybody knows you know where they are deployed and what is the use and what. So you know, you're not fooling anybody by Meanwhile, we heard a direct response to Mr. Jay Shankar saying no one's being fooled. From Mr. Blinken himself, uh, the U.S. has defended the package saying that India and Pakistan's ties with the U.S. are in separate bottles. Here's what Mr. Blinken said. This is a sustainment program for F-16s that Pakistan uh, has, has long had. These are not new planes, new systems, new weapons. It's sustaining what they have. We have a responsibility and an obligation to whomever we uh, provide uh, military equipment to make sure uh, that uh, it's maintained and sustained. Uh, that's our obligation. Pakistan's program bolsters its capability to deal with terrorist threats emanating from Pakistan or from the region. It's in no one's interest that those threats be able to go forward with impunity. Uh, and so this, uh, this capability that Pakistan has had can benefit uh, all of us in dealing with terrorism. Clearly, those comments on terrorism, counter-terrorism won't go down well in India. And then there was Pakistan's foreign minister, Bilawal Bhutto. And remember, he has been in Washington at the same time as well. He also had that meeting with Mr. Blinken. And he spoke about India's protests in a more, perhaps, flippant fashion. Listen in. Uh, F-16? Uh, I mean, uh, come on. Like, obviously, the Indians are upset. They're going to be upset about it. Let them be. So... What is the history of the F-16 program and why does it carry so much baggage for India? To begin with, F-16 Falcons, as they're known, have always been seen as a barometer of the US-Pakistan relationship. And that explains really some of the seesawing, the zigzagging, uh, the kind of plunges and the, and, the, uh, and the heights that the relationship has reached have always been marked by some kind of transaction over the F-16. And why do I say that? To begin with, in 1981, as US-Pakistan cooperation against Soviets in Afghanistan really got underway, that was really the that point where they started to discuss both ground and air operations, the US sold 40 F-16 jets to Pakistan. These were supposed to be used to protect Mujahideen training that both the US and Pakistan were doing in Pakistan, as well as to shoot down Soviet jets and transporters. But in 1990, after the Soviets had left Afghanistan, ties went uh, a little south. And after the U.S.'s Pressler Amendment on nuclear proliferation concerns in Pakistan, the U.S. held back a Pakistani order for 28 F-16 jets, even though actually Pakistan had paid about $658 million in advance for those jets. Eventually, the U.S. refunded the money. Uh, it, wasn't, it was able to resell some of those jets, use some of those jets in the U.S. Air Force as well. Then from 2005 to 2015, again, we saw a leap in relations after U.S.-Pakistan cooperation restarted after 9-11 and the so-called war on terrorism. The U.S. resumed F-16 sales to Pakistan. It first delivered 23 of those F-16As and Bs from the previous order. It also sold about 19 advanced F-16s and upgraded all the previous ones. In all, today, in fact, Pakistan has a result of those sales, about 85 F-16s of various variants. In 2016, then, the Obama administration also approved the sale of eight more. But then the U.S. Congress, which had turned against Pakistan, really turned down a plan to subsidize those sales, and Pakistan decided to drop the deal. 
in 2018, another turn, and this was a downturn. U.S. President Trump said he was tired of Pakistan's unkept promises on fighting terrorism and on Afghanistan, and he cancelled all further defense, sales, support, cooperation, uh, particularly funding to Pakistan. That period really began a low point in U.S.-Pakistan ties, especially with the Imran Khan government, which even when U.S. President Joseph Biden came to power, refused to meet him, speak to him on the telephone, or engage with him at all. And we've covered this in previous episodes of Worldview. But then this has come. The decision to provide $450 million worth of F-16 support and equipment, and you can look at the order really to see exactly what the U.S. is providing, this marks an uptick in U.S.-Pakistan ties again. Mr. Blinken has, remember, in the last few months, met and spoken with Mr. Bhutto a number of times. And President Biden actually met with Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif at a reception that he hosted in New York last week. So what is really behind the reason for Mr. Jayashankar's very angry words? And why is New Delhi concerned about this $450 million package? Clearly, as I have listed out, given that the US-Pakistan relationship is really judged by how much they are dealing over the F-16, or that's certainly a marker, this marks the first U.S. military sale to Pakistan since the time that the U.S. acknowledged Pakistan had been double-dealing with it and was an untrustworthy partner on Afghanistan in particular. The larger question then in New Delhi is that is the U.S. perception of Pakistan's double-dealing changing in any way? So this is the first big reason. The second, this is also the first such package since Pakistan's grey listing on terror financing at the Financial Action Task Force. This is a listing that Pakistan actually hopes with the U.S.'s support to exit this year. And the concern in India is that this could weaken the war against terrorism as well. If Pakistan particularly feels that it can now be emboldened enough to step up once again support to anti-India terror groups. The third reason comes from 2019 and from the Balakot skirmish. Remember, during the 2019 Balakot skirmish, when an Indian plane was shot down, India had actually shown fragments of a missile and said this was proof of the fact that Pakistan had used US F-16s in its dogfight. These are only meant, the US has said, it has only sold them to Pakistan for counter-terrorism purposes. So the fact that an F-16 was involved in that skirmish between India and Pakistan at the line of control uh, clearly uh, showed a misuse of that. The concern in Delhi is Mr. Blinken is whitewashing that incident and the US which has never really confirmed the Indian claim, is basically turning a blind eye to Pakistan's misuse of the F-16s by providing more support in the, in the form of this $450 million package. The fourth concern for India is really that it is worried about dealing with two fronts, particularly as it deals with aggression from China, focuses its resources at the line of actual control during this military standoff between the two countries, any arming of Pakistan by the United States could actually alter the regional military balance, regardless of what the U.S. says, that this is not something that it expects to happen. The U.S. deal also casts a shadow over the U.S.'s plans to sell India F-21 fighter jets, which are really seen as a rebranded version of the F-16s. If it is going to support Pakistan's program, it's going to be very difficult for India to consider buying it. New Delhi will particularly watch a visit in the next few weeks by Pakistan Army Chief General Bajwa to Washington uh, as a result of all that has happened. Of course, later this year, there may even be a, a visit by Prime Minister Modi. 
to the United States and we'll keep you posted on that. India-US ties really are set on such a close-knit trajectory that it is unlikely that the F-16 support deal to Pakistan alone will prove to be more than just a fly in the ointment, a minor militant, irritant in ties. However, it is the larger ramification of a possible detente in Washington-Islamabad relations that soars and plunges by turns, which has in the past really meant a greater security threat for India. And that is the bigger worry. It is necessary that the United States really recognize this, especially after all that happened on the handover to the Taliban in Afghanistan. Clearly, there's a lot of history to this story. And while we aren't looking at the defense aspects of what it means, certainly diplomatically, there is a reason why India has reacted quite so sharply. There's a lot you can read on the issue, although I wasn't able to really find any great books on the F-16 program itself. Here are a few that refer to the diplomatic context for them. The first is the battle for Pakistan, the bitter U.S. friendship and a tough neighborhood. This is by Shuja Nawaz, uh, acclaimed Pakistani academic based in the U.S. Then there's no win war, the paradox of U.S.-Pakistan relations in Afghanistan's shadow. Uh, this by Zahid Hussain, a journalist who has written a number of books and we've spoken often about his books in the past. Uh, then this interesting one by a former U.S. official and her uh, husband, Howard Schaefer and Teresita Schaefer, who wrote How Pakistan Negotiates with the United States Riding the Roller Coaster. So it's not just us talking about this roller coaster. In the U.S. too, there is this perception. Uh, then there's a book by another U.S. expert in Washington, Daniel Markey, who wrote No Exit from Pakistan, America's Tortured Relationship with Islamabad. This is definitely worth a read. On the beginnings of the F-16 program, a book that's written by my colleague, I've spoken about it before in other contexts. This is The Great Game in Afghanistan, Rajiv Gandhi, General Zia, and The Unending War uh, by my colleague at the Hindu, Kalol Bhattacharji. Another book I have spoken about by a U.S. Uh, journalist and, and actually very well written, but he writes about that period from 2010 to 2016, which is very important for U.S.-Pakistan ties, called The War on Peace, The End of Diplomacy and the Decline of American Influence by Ronan Farrow. Two books which I would recommend are a little more academic, but really do get to the heart of the U.S.'s problem with Pakistan. It's called Defending Frenemies. Alliances, Politics, and Nuclear Non-Proliferation. So pretty specifically, this is in U.S. Foreign Policy by Jeffrey Taliaferro. And another book called A Perilous Course, U.S. Strategy and Assistance to Pakistan really sets it out by Frederick Barton and Craig Cohen. We hope you have a lot to read this week and a lot to join us again here on Worldview 4 from the team. Thanks for watching.